Hey everyone, welcome to Knickknack Nerd. I'm Greg Roulette and I'm here with my friend Anthony Keelan. And today we are talking about instant messaging. So basically we're gonna start from the very beginning, uh, back in the, the early, early days of the internet. And uh, you know, just talking about the old IRC days. I'm pretty sure that Anto and I were both on IRC. I think we had Freenode accounts, right? Uh, Freenode and Fnet, I think. Did you have an Fnet? I, I don't think I, I ever... I think so, yeah. I don't think I ever used Fnet. What was that one? Oh, it was just another another place you could log in to IRC and chat with strangers on the internet. You you would actually chat with strangers on the internet? Of course. Would, this, would it be people that you met playing online games like uh you know like Warcraft uh, 3 or stuff or like literally no, it actually um way back in the day there was a uh a website called GameFAX, and there was a forum on there um uh, like a hidden forum called life the universe and everything um, oh, cool. that you could get access to after posting you know a bunch of stuff for I don't even remember how you got access anymore. Anyways, I was a member of that forum, and you know, we would people would chat on there, and then eventually we like, you know, moved some conversations over to IRC, and then uh, yeah, and then there was like, kind of this is a little bit off topic, but like there was also was some peer to peer stuff going on. Um, I don't know if it was like IRC adjacent, but it was like a, a chat client, and then you could like mount your. Uh, mount a shared folder within the application and other people could like download directly from your shared folder it was kind of oh that's pretty interesting like people a would like share a like FTP, music and like yeah, yeah it was like ftp it was probably based on ftp or something like that um but it was kind of like uh you know like peer-to-peer where you know the people you're sharing with for the most part right instead of uh like p2p like like napster or demonoid or mm-hmm. you know something like that where you have no idea who you're grabbing files yeah. from. That's actually pretty cool because then it's a trusted source, right? Because the worst is when you go yeah, to it's um, to uh, Pirate Bay or something like If you were to go to a site such as Pirate Bay, I should say. Yeah, I was like, it was kind of in the heyday of like things like, uh, like I mean, there's still private trackers around, but there was a lot of private trackers around um, in those days. Like piracy was at its, say, all-time peak. It, for sure um, it was like think in about the, in the 90s think about music <laughs> like how quickly music went from straight cd uh purchasing to mm-hmm. file sharing with the with the blow up of napster yeah, I mean, stuff like it was crazy i mean the price of cds was ridiculous oh yeah when, but, when you think when you think about how much you pay um if you even pay for for music now right like um like if you pay for the Spotify account, it's like what, like eight bucks, eight bucks a month. So that's like the equivalent of buying like a CD every two months, which like I don't know I would buy a CD probably like every week or so, um, at like eighteen to twenty dollars, right? So <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, um, very little of that money actually goes back to the artist, which is kind of sad. Whereas CD sales, a lot more would go back to the artist, so. Kind of the artist got screwed. No, I didn't. I didn't think much from CD sales did go back, but I don't really know much about that world. Yeah, it's like fractions of a cent. So even if you have a lot of streams per month, you might make a hundred bucks a year as an artist. 
-hmm. It's it's pretty dismal. Anyways, um, back to game facts. That was that was um, uh, there was like cheat codes and stuff posted on there, wasn't there? Yeah, they would they had like cheat codes and and walkthroughs and people would just chat about you know the games they were playing and and they liked and stuff and you could like um, back in like the original Xbox days when like. Xbox Live was like this janky thing where you had to like um, set up matches with people in, in this really weird way. Like you could get help doing that and stuff. Um, so it was like it was just like um, I can't remember which which company bought it, but like the forum uh, went away, and then one of the people like made a basically a new forum with um, you know what's it called P Bulletin or whatever that uh, software is called that PHP based bulletin board software. Right. They hosted it somewhere else, and everyone else moved over there. It was BB something, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't BB remember the... BB something. Uh, yeah. BB something. That, that's B- literally B-Bulletin? Was it B-Bulletin? I think it's B-Bulletin. I think, yeah, I think something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so, instant messaging. Um, so, it's interesting that, that you were just kind of chatting with random people, because I, I never really had that experience except for kind of chat rooms, like back in the infancy of the, of the internet. And it, it would just be like... That's what IRC was, though. Just chat rooms. Yeah, you know, that's true. I, I mean, maybe they were using IRC in the back end. They probably were. Um, but I, I, I just it mean... It was probably some weird JavaScript. Yeah, like it was um, basically just like a site that you go to and you'd literally have a chat room. And my parents would always say, don't go in chat rooms, do not go in chat rooms. Of course, went in chat rooms. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's the first question you ask when you're talking to someone in a chat room, Anto? Help me out here. ASL. ASL, thank you. <laughs> um, ASL stands for age, sex, location. And yeah, what I is mean, the... usually it was used like in, in a joking fashion. Um, I was it though? Well, yeah, I guess it was. So what is the proper response to the question of ASL if you get asked it? Uh, definitely 14 female California, I believe. Yep, 14 forward slash F forward slash Cali. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. I don't know how that turned into such a meme. Um, probably because it was just a bunch of like 40-year-old men in chat rooms pretending to be 14. Yeah, um, That's kind of creepy. Yeah, so okay, going back to like RSC and, and like those chat rooms and stuff, um, I don't know, Greg, if, if you've been there in a while, but uh, bash.org has some great quotes um, from the old IRC chat room days. No, I, I, I went the last time that uh, we were kind of looking at quotes together and, and laughing at you know some of the, the top ones, but I haven't mm-hmm. been there recently. Mm-hmm. That's the site with um, um, post your password, like that the joke about posting yeah. your password, that Hunter one. Hunter 2. Hunter 2, yeah, that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Hunter good. 2, and then there's the guy with his robe and wizard hat. Oh, a stomp, the one where he's stomping sexually. That's amazing. Can you bring up <laughs> some of some, these? There's we, some real can, gems on there. Can we take a quick aside and, and let's find click, this? Let's take a gander. I'm going to click. I'm already on there. because. Are you there? Can you read, you know, can you read the two that, that we just were talking about? So the Hunter 2 one was for um, I don't know if I can search fishing, for that. Right? Because he was trying to find his password in like a funny way. And then the Robin Wizard oh, yeah, yeah, one okay. is just... So here's here's the the Hunter Two one. Right. So um, anonymous guy number one says, "Hey, if you type your password, it will show as stars." And then he types a bunch of stars and says, "See," 
And then, so this other guy in the chat room types Doctor Two. <laughs> he says, doesn't look like stars to me. And then the other guy copies the line and replaces the guy's password with stars. It's like, back to him, he's like, this is what I see. And he's like, oh, really? And he says, yes, absolutely. You can go Hunter 2, my Hunter 2 and Hunter 2. Haha, <laughs> does that look funny to you? <laughs> And, and it goes on from there, but, like, he basically just, like, messes with this guy big time. Um, it obviously still makes me laugh. It was so good. So his password, Hunter 2. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's basically pretty much sums up the early days of the internet, instant messaging. Um, you're just going to get yeah. a lot of people... It's just the internet in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. It's just a whole just bunch of people and... messing around... Um, just having a good time and you, you never really know who you're talking to unless you're using um, like MSN Messenger or IRC with your friends then then obviously you, you know who you're talking to right? Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. IRC is still around. It, it's one of the earliest. Still around. It, it, the, mm-hmm. I think it kind of came about in the late 80s right? Uh, I believe yeah late late 80s. And it Early sends, 90s. stands for Internet Relay Chat. Um, it's probably the, well, it's the longest standing kind of chat platform out there. Like you, you can still log into IRC and send messages today, which is pretty cool. Yeah, like it's been declining year over year for a while now, obviously, because, you know, the, the latest and greatest stuff is basically like IRC on steroids. Yeah, and uh, I think it's just easier to access. You know? Much easier. Like, if you think about... Um, and prettier. And prettier. Like, Facebook Messenger, for example, most of the world has a Facebook account. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up for debate. But um, <laughs> if you have a Facebook account, you automatically have a, a Messenger account. And it hooks up to all your friends. You don't need to, you know, figure out their usernames and add them. And, like, everyone's just available. You can see when they're online. It's just a convenience factor of uh, having that available at your fingertips. Whereas um, it, it kind of be harder to hook up to IRC and, and you don't have all the all the fancy um, GIF interactions and, and all that kind of stuff that you can send in yep, all text. messages, right? Sorry. No emojis, you gotta yeah. make them with your keyboard characters. Yeah, but that, you know what? I still do that though. I like, I <laughs> like the old school text emojis. It the, kind of pisses me off when it like, auto replaces yes. them with the, Thank the you. Unicode emojis. Yeah, when I put in a, a colon parentheses, I want like a retro mm-hmm. smiley. I don't want, you know, the yellow smiley face. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. So um, after IRC, um, well, I shouldn't say after IRC because it's still alive, but um, getting into the, the early 90s, I remember that American Online was the biggest thing uh, to connect to the internet. Like I remember the dial-up modem sound, seeing the little AOL running man, right? Mm-hmm. And then hopping into chat rooms uh, on AIM. Uh, I guess that was yeah, like, American Online Instant Messenger? What did AIM stand for? AOL Instant Messenger. It was AOL um, Instant Messenger? Yeah, so like there was, there was a <laughs> lot of different internet providers at that time too, right? Like Probably the big ones were like a- AOL and uh, CompuServe, right? CompuServe and then, uh, sounds like a 
fictitious tech company that might be in like office space uh it was real <laughs> Compus- <laughs> we are CompuServe handling yep. all of your technology needs mm-hmm. uh, what, what so, was the name of the the tech company from um office space something oh tech God, right? i couldn't i couldn't tell you um in wasn't it in attack in attack yeah in attack that's what CompuServe reminds me of that might be a competitor to in I think it's amazing. Office Space may have been loosely based off. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. They they hit a lot of things on the head. It, just everything with Milton. Um, oh man! Just like Milton everything in that. Me up. So good. I did not receive my paycheck. I was told I would yeah, receive so, my um, paycheck. Yeah. Going going back to uh, AIM or AOL Instant Messenger, like one of the the features uh, there was. Uh, there was this thing called Aimbot, and you could chat with this robot. Sounds weird, but you could do it, and uh, you know, to some comedic effect usually. <laughs> well, um, I think uh, I think it's contextually weird for the time. Like now, I don't think it's odd to be chatting to a robot. But this robot would respond weirdly. To, it was like trying to be your friend. That's what it was Alexa like trying to help to you do things. It was just trying to like be your buddy. I, I don't know I I think I chatted with Aimbot before I'm I'm almost positive I did, but it was just so lame that I... no super super lame like it was very like in terms of like bots now it was like super rudimentary right like would would you say that it, it did not pass the the Turing test? It was definitely not um, <laughs> not human like. <laughs> what what do you think was their goal for for Aimbot? I wish I could have been in that meeting. I know, right? To figure, find that out. Just be in the board we'll meeting. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never yeah. know. But honestly, it's pretty cool that that even in the early '90s, they were working on natural language processing, all that kind of stuff, to even pull it off um, to a certain extent, where it could at least attempt to figure out, you know, the intent of your question and what you're saying. That's actually pretty cool. For, for the early days, yeah, right? Like, they you have to start somewhere. Yeah. I think that's pretty uh, They cool. were often unsuccessful in their attempt to determine what the heck you're trying to say. But uh, they, they certainly attempted. Yeah. Um, so after... Uh, American Online lasted a pretty long time. Like, I, I'd say probably up to... I can't remember when I down. I, I would say, like, from, from my memory... Um, and then all of a sudden, you just wouldn't connect through AOL to get to the internet anymore. And I can't really figure out like the timeline or the distinction um, of, of... Their instant messenger service ran until 2017? What? No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. People still use American Online? What? I believe so. That's This article was posted October 6, 2017... AIM will shut down after 20 years. That's incredible. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I thought that they were dead mid-90s. That's I mean, crazy. it was dead long before they shut it down. Yeah, it could be. Um, you know, there's just the holdouts uh, right. left in there that didn't want to change. Um, the next one that kind of came out that saw some popularity was ICQ, which standed... F- it was literally the letters I, then C, then Q, but it sounded for ICQ. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't even tell if people can differentiate between two. Like, I seek you as in, like, I'm looking for you was what they intended it, you know, to sound like. Um, yeah, I never used it personally. I never used it either. Um, I, either it wasn't big in Canada. Actually, you know, I hadn't even heard of it. Um, it might I have been... heard of it um, because of, like, their, you know, you'd have your, like, uh, message aggregator programs that would help you like have your multiple accounts and it was always an option to log in with your ICQ and I was like what the heck is that and I just never looked into it further yeah yeah that's true um, yeah because I, I used um, I think it was Adium or something like that on, on Mac mm-hmm. it was that little alien duck looking guy was the yeah, logo yeah the little bird um, mm-hmm. and yeah I totally remember seeing the the ICQ logo so yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I had heard of it. I just, uh, I just, yeah, never knew what it was. Um, but apparently, yeah, a lot of people say, use it. Yeah, like here in uh, you know where where we're from, I would say MSN Messenger was the dominant uh, player in in the game. Oh, for sure, MSN Messenger was huge, and that would have been back um, like early two thousands. I think that that really took off. Yeah, that would have been when well, I was in junior high school. That was yeah, a big everyone thing. had a Hotmail account. Yeah. And, what was your first? Uh, uh, what was your first Hotmail account, Anto? Oh, this is embarrassing. I think it was. Uh, I think it was like Tony Sniper. It or was stupid. <laughs> it was Tony Sniper. <laughs> oh my god, it was. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, that's incredible. Wasn't it like Tony Sniper 03 or something? Uh, it would have definitely been twelve, but twelve. Uh, yeah. It, I remember it had some numbers at the end. So mine mm-hmm. was yeah, because you know the other the other ones were taken. So you know that's right. There was other Tony snipers in the world. Um, Weird. In grade six, I made up this um, fictitious man called Ace Cools. Uh, uh, I think Zed. that happened long before grade six. <laughs> was it before grade six? <laughs> so my no, first, man, um, you were putting Ace into yeah. like high scoreboards in games from like the first day I met you. Yeah, that would have been when when did we meet? Like grade two or something like that? I think I think I I was in grade one and you were in grade two. I think yeah, I think I was like six or seven. Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe I was signing with Ace and then it manifested itself and really took took shape into this um, Ace Cools character Mm -hmm. with with a Z. Well, you need a last name for Ace, right? Well, you need it, right? Cools was the obvious choice. I'm getting trolled, guys. I'm getting trolled. <laughs> so that was my first Hotmail account. It was ace underscore cools at hotmail.com. Um, don't send me mail there because I have no idea what the password is. No idea. <laughs> probably can't even recover it at this point. Oh, I probably can't. Yeah, They've no gotten idea. rid. They've purged it by now, right? You probably. I would hope so. Um, with MSN Messenger, you would sign in with your Hotmail account, right? That's right. That, yeah. I think that's why it was so popular here, because everyone, everyone had, had Hotmail, Hotmail and they're like, ready, yeah. and a Windows PC, and it's like comes preloaded with Windows, and you sign in with your Hotmail, and it all works. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's just on there, and you like get home from school, and and you know being like the super cool kid you were, you sign on at Messenger right away. Yep. And <laughs> chat with the people you just spent all day with. Yeah. That that was actually the thing to do. I remember, like why? I don't even yeah, I don't, understand why we did that either. Um, but I would literally have private chats going and t- 
tile all of the windows. So I'd have like six chats open at once and it would make that stupid sound like doo 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 or whatever it was. Oh yeah. And yep. those would just be, you know, going nonstop. And yeah, I'd probably do that from like three to five and then start heading down for dinner. And then it was just like an after school thing, right? And then yep, you'd probably like play school. some video games and, and chill out for the rest of the night. But um, that was a huge part of our childhoods, I think. Um, and oh, I think a lot time. of other people in Canada and the United States, for sure. Um, that and, uh, you know, after school, going to some one of your friend's house and uh, playing Halo all afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> pumping people full of the needlers. Mm-hmm. That's what I was about. What's that pink shit? Exactly. I'm, <laughs> and then you just blow up. <laughs> oh, and then the, the sticky frag grenades. The oh, plas- plasma nades or whatever they're called. Yeah, that was that was yeah. real fun, and we used to play. Um, what was that a two player one on N sixty four? I think it was Jet Force Gemini. I remember we played. I quite thought a bit that was of that. a single player. It was but, like that was a very fun game. It was a very fun game. It was a single player, um, but then about an hour through, you unlocked the little robot that would fly over top. Oh yeah, and then yeah, the other and you person could kind of help. Run and gun. Yeah, yeah, we mm-hmm. played quite a bit of that, um, and then. Diddy Kong Racing, we played a lot of. Oh. Like a lot of, of, of DK Racing. Mm-hmm. And, and then you chat about it on Messenger. Yeah, you just chat about it on Messenger, that was it. Like, that was the thing to do when you come home from school. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes me sad. Oh, and that make that dumb websites exist. on Angel Fire. Oh my god, Angel Fire websites. Or GeoCities. Yeah. And it, everything would need to have... Um, First of all, the first thing that you do when you're making a website on Angel Fire is you need to have the early 90s construction little GIFs or GIFs or however uh, you want no. to pronounce it. The first thing you need is a hit counter, Greg, and then Oh my god, the hit you counter, need a yes. construction GIF. Of course. Oh my god. Websites have really improved uh in terms of design. I think I think that UX. is an understatement. <laughs> Well, even the way in which you're allowed to build websites, like HTML now is just way more capable <laughs> than it was oh, absolutely. way back. Like back in the day, there wasn't even built-in video tags or audio tags. Like now we have HTML5 nope. audio video tags. Everything is just ready for consuming multimedia. It's fantastic to be a web Style developer. sheets weren't a thing. No. Like there was no CSS, you had to like you had to table everything, like everything hard coded all into. Um, disgusting. I, I think that we did, um, you know, testament to to how cool we are. I think we did a uh, uh, a web design summer camp at our university. Do you, do you I remember think it that? was more? Um, yeah, I think maybe web, not web design, but like very computer related summer camp. Yeah, I remember that we had to make. Um, a website and I chose yeah. to do flash games so I had like a, I was like a meta aggregator of flash games of like fun flash games mm-hmm. and just arranged all the screenshots into a, a nice little table is a strong you know? word yeah yeah for that time for sure <laughs> it was not automated it, it was it was hand-picked okay it was hand-picked Hand- games that I really like it was curated it was curated I I'm like a I was like a record label Going through all mm-hmm. of the crappy games in the universe and picking the best according to an eight-year-old boy 
and posting that mm-hmm. on my on my website. It was great. Yeah, in that same uh, in that same summer camp, we made uh, flash games. Oh yeah, because that's when we Remember started that? learning about um, like this is at the time where Salad Fingers was was mm-hmm. really big. My wife calls uh, Salad Fingers the lettuce hands. Um, just to annoy <laughs> me. Uh, and uh, X Dude, if you remember that, there was I don't remember cool X Dude. Flash. I don't think you what can even X-Dude? find those anymore. Uh, it was just like really slickly animated, like very talented guy. Nice. Uh, made some really cool. Um, I think it was like his uh, reel for things like trying to get jobs, doing that sort right. of thing. Do you, re- Anto? Do you remember the Adventures of Burnt Face Man? No. You remember? Oh, my goodness. We don't have to go down that road. Sorry, dude. Uh, we'll post it on the website. Um, I'm sure that that exists <laughs> somewhere. No, we we must. We must do it. Okay. Um, and then um, Shrifty 5 was another popular uh, Flash animation. And kind of all those, like, mm-hmm. stick series ones. Yeah. Oh, man. The, yeah, the, the stick fight. Stick fight called. stuff was huge, and then there was a whole bunch of flash games based off the stick fight series. The stick fight stuff was so good; it was they amazing. were incredible. It was so. Good. You could make stick men so entertaining. Well, they make them into ninjas. That's how you make them mm-hmm. entertaining, right? Uh, hey, yeah. you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. All right, let's do it. Amazon is a website that will ship you anything you need in life. Literally anything. You can even buy uranium ore and start your own nuclear reactor today. Sign up for an Amazon Prime subscription and get two-day free shipping, access to Prime Video and music streaming services, and 20% off diapers delivered right to your door. You don't even need to take off your pajamas. Sign up for Prime using the link bit.ly forward slash Amazon Knickknack Nerd, which also supports this podcast. And now, back to the show. Okay, so uh, trying to get back on the rails a little here, Greg. Uh, let's let's move on to... So after MSN Messenger, um, and like at the same time, there's like Yahoo Messenger. But like, you know, during that same time period, some other stuff popped up, more uh, more gaming-centric ones. Um, specifically X-Fire, if you remember that one. No, I was, I was never on, never on X-Fire. I'm obviously on Steam, because Steam is huge now. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is... Steam was not huge back then. Right. That's right. It was actually, Steam was actually like this difficult, kind of difficult, clunky piece of software, uh, at that point in time, and I remember it being like super annoying if you forgot your password to try and, uh, get back into your account. There's, there's a lot there's of services multiple. these there's days. There's a lot of steps like involved. Yeah. And uh, so X-Fire was like, I would say like, it was around at the same time as Steam, but um, it was more like, hey, you know, a way to like have all your gaming friends um, on a thing and you could message them and say, hey, I want to play this game. And it would like, when you're in game, it would display a little message to all your friends saying like, hey, I'm playing this game. Like, like a lot of things like Xbox and PlayStation do now. Right. It like offered that functionality like way, way, way before. It's kind of like the first of its kind, maybe. That's really cool because um, I like that that immersive aspect of it. Like it's not just general purpose instant messaging. Um, mm-hmm. 
Like it actually, it's focused. It, it's focused and it, it's integrated into um, how you're going to interact with other people. So they can do really cool things that like an MSN messaging service can't do because they don't know like what you're talking about, right? So like showing who's playing yeah. what game is really cool. And Discord does well, that. Yeah, MSN, MSN doesn't really want to commit to, you know, being pigeonholed into mm-hmm. that one thing. They wanted to, you know, have the largest piece of the pie um, for whatever reason. Well, I don't even know question. what, what the, the actual reason of having MSN was. So this is my question. How the heck did they make money? Was it ads? Because I, if there were ads on there, I put on blinders. I don't remember having ads at all. Uh, I don't think there were ads until maybe like the end or, or there wasn't, I just didn't care. Um, but maybe it was just like they're trying to offer this service to get people using, you know, Microsoft related things. Could be like a kind of a a gateway Mm -hmm. piece of software into getting Microsoft Word or the Microsoft Office suite. Because that's probably yeah. why they made their bread and butter. Because think about how many, um, like Microsoft Word was on every computer in the yeah. late well, 90s. and this was, this was like in the days where Microsoft was very, very like anti-competitive, um, and, and like a pretty cutthroat organization. Um, and I think they've changed their uh, their stance on a lot of things a lot different. Like they support a lot of open source now. Yeah, they bought um, GitHub. They bought GitHub, and a lot of people were afraid of that, and it, it seems to be still doing okay, and they've actually added a lot of free features. Yes, I was just about to say. Which I don't think anyone was expecting. I was not expecting. Right when Microsoft announced that, I said... Oh, so sorry, for those who don't know, GitHub is a, a, a code repository where programmers post their code, and you can work on stuff together. Um, so on GitHub, Microsoft bought them, and... I just thought it was going to go to crap and they were going to monetize everything about it. And they already had some monetary aspects in it, but, um, like it was dirt Mostly cheap. enterprise related, right? Like yeah. It was like, you could pay for like the, I want pri- private re- repositories. Yeah. was like the, the thing. Um, and then like they, they had like an enterprise offering where you could have like your, your on-premise GitHub servers and you mm-hmm. don't have to have it in the, provide those services. But yeah, now, now for small teams, and even if you're a personal developer just working on a project, now you don't need to pay to keep stuff private, which is really cool. Correct. Um, Very cool. So they've made they've made a lot of really positive changes, which you know I didn't expect, and I, I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I think well, and they have sorry they have all sorts of new features like uh, the Dependabot thing that looks for like uh, vulnerabilities in in uh, different libraries you're using and stuff, and telling you like, hey, you need to update because of this, that, or the other thing. One, one really interesting thought is now that Microsoft owns that platform, they have access to everybody's code basically on the earth. Do you think that... But they already did. How did they have access to it before? Because it was like, well, maybe not everything, but the majority of it was all public anyway. Yeah, yeah, I suppose a lot of it was public, but um, like now they have access to actually enterprise code. Like a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the public personal projects on GitHub are not really quality code, um, whereas I think a lot of the studies that Microsoft would be interested in would be enterprise level code, 
And now that they have mm-hmm. access to all the all the private enterprise level code, they can actually. Uh, what I think that they are doing is training machine learning algorithms to write code, and audit code, do you know, like revisions of code, all, all automatically. Mm-hmm. That's what I think that their game is. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not Microsoft. I think that might be it. But I think a large driver of them. Man, we're really off topic. <laughs> but no, that's fine. A large that's driver of them buying it was because they wanted um, to grow their their cloud offerings. Because um, mm. Microsoft Azure was is it was picking up pace. It you know it was like firmly third place in in the cloud you know offering sort of space. Yeah. Um, was it AWS, so, like, Google, and then Azure, and then Microsoft? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so now they have like all sorts of Azure integrations that work first party um, with GitHub. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, I don't really use Azure, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't either, but I know they have those those integrations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, well, now that we're on the topic of of coding and programming, <laughs> um, the instant messenger that's really popular right now is Slack, um, and Slack is. You know, was created for teams and programmers and stuff to um, mm-hmm. chat kind of business-related topics. But the really interesting thing about Discord is there's been... So there's a lot of integrations from the code side. For example, you can write uh, a little bot that sits in your, your chat room uh, for your company, and you can say, hey, bot, deploy our code. And it'll take mm-hmm. that and just shoot your code off to all your servers, update all your stuff, um, so there's a lot of like really cool integrations like that on top of being able to message with, you know, employees in your company and, and do work together remotely, which is really cool. But the interesting yeah, part so about like- Slack is that it kind of permeated into, um, individuals using it as well. And I'm not sure that Slack even thought that that was going to happen. Um, so we use like yeah, in didn't. our friend group, we use Slack. Yeah, we use Slack, um, and then with uh, you know our other group of friends that are more gaming focused, we use Discord, which is basically like gamer Slack. Right. Um, and then Microsoft has their own Slack type offering called Teams that I use at work. Um, and yeah, like it, you know, they're all like actually like really good products that are a lot better than the the stuff that came before. And they they do make working and you know getting people together you know, a lot easier than in the past. Yeah, it's true. Like, I, I think that a lot of the benefits of instant messaging services has been quick turnaround time. So stuff that, that you might need an answer for in a day, you would send email. So like, if I want an answer within mm-hmm. like one day to three days, I'll send an email, right? Because it's not really time sensitive. If I mm-hmm. want an immediate response, I'm just going to hop on Slack and just go poke them, right? Yeah, an immediate response and something that, you know, doesn't require a lot of context maybe, right? Like, just like a, hey, can you do this? Or, hey, can you look at this yeah. quickly? Um, whereas the email would just bog down someone's inbox and they're not going to read it and they just delete it and not do anything about it. But but I think that the good differentiation here is that email has, there's a time and a place for email. And it, it, Definitely. it keeps everything in one thread that's focused um, whereas in instant messaging, if you're going back and forth about a whole bunch of different small things, and then you need to go back to, all right, at what point did we make a decision? 
like if we're instant messaging um, in like a company context, if you go back mm-hmm. and in Slack logs, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff in between and you could make a separate channel where you just talk about that one thing, but you know, usually you don't. And then it's kind of hard to keep track of stuff. Well, so email is really good for that. Yeah, I think um, Slack, like the channels are really good for, you know, reining in like discussions on certain topics in general, but not like one specific item. Exactly. Um, but they do have really, really good uh, search functionality. They do. Which, which can help find things a lot better than, uh, you know, your email client can usually. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, do you want to... <laughs> so this is a really interesting point. Um, hopping back to... We, we kind of talked about old school emoticons, right? Back mm-hmm. in the day, doing like the colon parentheses. That's what the they were called, emoticons. Emoticons, that's right. Um, the little winky smiley face, like all that kind of stuff. Um, another really interesting thing that happened was a lot of shorthand notation um, for stuff right. that was said very frequently. Um, so I'm going to give you the quiz, Anto. You ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. BRB. Wait, wait. Should I respond as myself or as my mom would have at that time? Oh, both. G- give me give me your mom's <laughs> response and then uh, give me the actual response. All right. BRB. Be right back. What would your mom say? Uh, I think... I think I would hope be right back. I can't really see another another one hitting me. Alright, uh, LOL or LOL? Laugh out loud. That's but right. if you're my mother, lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> Purely heartwarming, Anto. Um, I know, I know. So, so naive. That's not how the internet works, Mom. That's right. There's no love on the internet. Get out of here, Mom. Um, LMAO. LMAO. Laughing my ass off. Uh, OMG. Oh my god. Uh, Raffle, R-O-F-L. Rolling on floor laughing. Raffle copter. Same thing, copter. <laughs> <laughs> what was the deal with it Raffle copter? It was just copter? like a, well, Raffle copter, um, it was like came a, about an, because like, it was like an emoticon of like, this helicopter. It Wasn't it someone piloting the helicopter that was laughing? Apparently, I think they were carrying a thing that said raffle. Mm, something like that. I like honestly. I like. I, I definitely have seen raffle copter many many times, and have yeah. Seen the... Okay, so the uh, the like the blades of the helicopter spelled out raffle said raffle. Okay, raffle, and then like the little um, mini blades at the back were lol. Oh, and it was okay. Like the raffle copter, and it was like. One of the one of the first memes, I guess. Yeah, a little little bit of ASCII art there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I personally never use Rafflecopter. Oh, ASCII means. Um, uh, I said ASCII memes, but oh. uh, I'm sure no one cares what ASCII means. That's true. T T Y L. Talk to you later. What would your mom say? She probably just wouldn't know. know. Hey. <laughs> that the the L would probably be something love. Probably. Uh, <laughs> T-Y. Thank you. And N-P. No problem. No prob. Uh, so these just kind of became, like, everyone used them. It was always shorthand. And it was just, you know, so you didn't have to type as much. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep. Um, you know, and other things like AFK, oh, Bio. Right. AFK was more in the gaming community. Like, I, I don't think any of my friends from school 
if we were on um, MSN Messenger, I don't think anyone would say AFK. It was definitely a thing, like, uh, in IRC. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you would say that, and then people would know that, like, you're not around. Because there was no, like, away status. Like, the away status was you saying AFK. I think IRC had statuses later. Uh, Perhaps. It's been a long, long time since I've even looked at it. Yeah. Um, And uh, so a lot of these are still used today. Like, definitely BRB and, and LOL. And that kind of language... Definitely moved over to text messaging. Um, yeah, I'm bringing Rafflecopter back. You're bringing the Rafflecopter back. I'm bringing it back. Get get ready. Um, do you do you think that um, would you classify text messaging as as a instant messaging service? I think it was like I don't think it's the same thing. Um, I don't know. To to me, there there is a difference. Some I don't know what what that difference is, but like it feels different to me. When I send a text versus, um, cause a text, like if they have a phone, they get it. And like, there's, there's no way they, like, it's not happening. They don't have to get an, a special app or anything. Like if they have a phone, they're going to get that text message. Yeah. Um, whereas instant message is kind of like an opt in. Right. Um, yeah, I think I see what you mean. Like, I think technologically they're very different. Um, but I think that conceptually, they're receiving the text near instantaneously after you send it. So I think I, I classify mm-hmm. it as a as an IM. But I can totally see. Yeah, it's the same but different. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I can totally see how you're like. Yeah, they're they're not really the same. Um, do you do you want to take another quick break and then we'll get into um, some modern um, iterations of of instant messaging services. Humble Bundle is a video game subscription service that selects a bunch of fun games each month and you choose which games you want to keep forever. With the subscription, you also get a 20% discount off of thousands of games on the Humble Store. I often find myself browsing Steam not knowing what I want to play, when that time could be better spent trying a handful of good hand-picked games. Sign up for a Humble Choice Basic or Premium subscription using the link bit.ly forward slash humble nerd. Your subscription not only gets you a handful of great video games, but also supports this podcast. Now back to the show. All right, and we're back. And we are talking about um, more modern iterations of, of IM services. Um, we're going to start off with, with um, a service that, that was near and dear to my heart. Well, not really. I just used it. Um, it was started off as Enter Nexus and then uh, turned into Nexopia. This was a little bit after MySpace. Um, and I don't think I was going to say, it was very MySpace. It was very MySpace-like. It allowed you to have a homepage. You could um, customize it, write stuff on it, post pictures on it. Um, and they had a built-in messaging system. But it wasn't instant. I think that you could send a message to someone and then you would have to keep refreshing your page in order to, to yeah. see the message pop up. It was like it was like a DM in those old private bulletin boards. Is how exactly. it worked. Yeah, that was Same like way. that. So I wouldn't say that at that point and, and MySpace didn't have IMs either. Uh, but I think that there may have been messaging later on. But I'm not I just used MySpace for band stuff, but I didn't I didn't Man, actually, I never like, used MySpace use at it. all. I don't think that they had instant messaging at all. 
Um, and then we got into Internexus and Nexopia, which was only really big uh, kind of Western Canada and like Northwestern United States. It never really took off uh, past that. And then Internexus turned into Nexopia. Um, really kind of the first social media platform that actually had instant messaging was Facebook. And I can't even recall in the early days of Facebook if they had instant messaging or not. I kind of think maybe not. That might have been something later. I don't later. think so. Um, but, but but I wasn't really, you were uh, really in a it? big Facebook user. No, I kind of got into it later when I started getting older. Because um, now apparently everyone on Facebook is old as bones. So, who knows? Um, but but Facebook has Messenger built in, um, and then Facebook also bought WhatsApp, um, and WhatsApp is encrypted um, IMs, which is pretty cool. Um, so they claim that no one <laughs> in the middle can read uh, the text messages that you send. I think that's a load of baloney. I I mean, I based on that. who owns it now. Um, I'm sure it started out that way, but I'm not sure they've maintained that. Yeah, well, I think that they still advertise it as such, but I agree. I don't think that that's the case. But I don't knows? trust Facebook at all. Yeah, neither do I. Especially with all the, the data privacy and data breach issues and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty clear they're in it for the money for advertisers. Um, and if they can gather data from people. I mean, it is a free platform, right? From from a consumer standpoint. Yep. So what what do we sacrifice when we use something for free? We give our data. Same deal as like if you use Google yeah. products, if you use Facebook products, you know, whatever, and it's free, you are giving your data. Um, yeah, that's well, how you're paying if, for it. If it's, yeah, if you're not paying for it, you are the product. That, yeah, exactly. You were, you were being sold to, to advertisers for sure. That's a good way to put it. You are the product. I like that. Um, so in the early days, you know, we didn't really have the bandwidth to send video. We just had, or, or even really audio um, online. Um, no, it just, was very slow. Very slow. So you could just send text and that's kind of... Like you would wait, you would wait longer. Uh, like if you want to send someone a song, you would have to wait longer than the length of the song. Um, oh, absolutely. To get it. Absolutely. In some case, much, much longer. I remember downloading in the early days of Napster. I remember having to log into the dial-up modem, right? Connect to the internet, and we would do this overnight because then you couldn't receive phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. So I would log in overnight and then start downloading a song. It, I remember this because I remember one night I was downloading a song. And I got 1.2 uh, kilobytes per second. And this was mind-blowing. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, it's only going to take two days for me to get this song. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just crazy how much things have changed. Um, and then, like, I don't know, like, just a couple of years later, you would, uh, you know, be getting, like, 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that, that would be... Um, pretty cool like everyone had their like u.s robotics 56k modem you know made that classic (laughs) yep i love that sound it's so good i'm gonna i'm gonna youtube that after just so i can listen to it 
Um, <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, we we came. Text was first because it requires the least amount of bandwidth. Each character is eight bits, makes a byte. So you can send um, pretty rich amount of information. Well, not really rich. Like it's just text, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can convey your your thoughts and intents and ideas and stuff like that in a small amount of data. And then audio comes next, um, so sending your voice, and then video, because video requires now moving images and voice, so it requires the most amount of bandwidth, right? Um, uh-huh. So really, sending sending video and doing video chat wasn't a possibility until, like, what, 10 years ago? Like, Skype was probably the, the first major player in that space. First, I would say first usable player. Exactly, first usable one. Um, they really figured out the um, compression technology, and yeah, I uh, mean, there were like other commercial things like GoToMeeting, and uh, like Citrix. Um, what what do they even call that now? I don't know. I just used Anyways, Skype back in the day. There's a bunch of things, and like a lot more enterprise based ones. They they all of them sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really interesting because even though we've kind of upgraded the bandwidth of which we send data, so going from text to audio to video, there's still instant messaging for text um, in each of those. So whether you're using Google Hangouts, whether you're using Skype, Zoom, uh, Discord streaming now, they all have uh, text chat platforms in them. And uh, it's just mm-hmm. really handy to send links to stuff. Um, even Send if, links, yeah. or sometimes it's just quicker I agree. to send text and not have to... Like, say, okay, can you talk to me? Yeah. And then you call them, and you talk. You can just, like, asynchronously just send them the thing, and they get it instantly. And if they have time to respond to it right then, they do. Otherwise, they, you know, you know, it may take a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look at it a, a little bit later. Yeah. And also, audio is not an easy way to search through history. Like, if you have a, a wall no. of stuff, and you just had a whole bunch of waveforms that you're looking at, or, like, here's an MP3 file from a conversation we had like two days ago uh-huh. that's a lot less interesting and i guess immersive than a wall of video content or you know links uh like stuff that you can visually look at like it's much easier to parse that information right yeah so so interestingly enough um microsoft's teams has this feature um where like you can leave someone a voice message but it will actually send the the person you left a message for a transcription of the message you left. Oh yeah. Um, and they're they're actually like there's like some beta features where they'll like transcribe your meetings mm-hmm. um, for you. So, so instead of like having this recording you have to sift through, you can easily search the text of the meeting. That's yeah. That's that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so I think overall we've talked about a lot of different. Um, companies' approaches and different products um, that have been introduced over the years, ultimately they all try and serve the same purpose, which is to connect people and share information um, between two or more parties, right? Um, Talking about, so let's say that you and I wanted to create a new Discord or a new Slack or something like that. Um, The next iteration the next iteration, um, the hardest part about getting into um, instant messaging is something called the network effect, where 
if I release a new product, I not only have to convince you to use it, but I have to convince you and all of your friends to use it. So you kind of become mm-hmm. like a champion that goes to all your friends and says, hey, look, I found this new piece of software. It's really cool. And I think that we should all use it. You have to bring everyone for it to even provide any sort of value to you as a single consumer. Um, So it's just a really, really tough space to get into as a company trying to make a product there. um, A really good example of that is uh, iMessage, right? So um, especially... um, from what I hear, you know, kids in high school, um, there's some this sort of like elitist thing where um, if you don't have like a blue message bubble, you're like kind of lesser because you don't have an iPhone and you're not in like the i iMessage family, mm. and it, it's got that same like network effect, like because iMessage works um, a lot quicker than you know traditional SMS, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it sends over over Wi-Fi. Well, just over the internet. Wi-Fi, yeah, over over data. Um, and it can work in all sorts of different situations where, where the SMS may not work. Yeah. Um, so that's really interesting. That's kind of like a social implication of, of instant messaging. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, like it's bougie to be using, uh, you know, have a certain piece of technology because, like, for example, yeah. if, it's, if it's on an iPhone, then, uh, you know, you had to pay a lot to get an iPhone. So automatically... Mm-hmm. Um, just, so that's changing these days. Right? <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, Android. <laughs> Look at all the Samsung devices. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, Samsung is doing real well. Um, but it's it's just really interesting to kind of reflect on on how historically, if you needed to send a message to someone, you put it in snail mail, and then we went from snail mail, which would take you know five days for someone to receive it. Um, if it was national or more or more, like if it was international, then, you know, maybe like two, three weeks, um, Mm -hmm. all the way to like three weeks to send someone a message. Like I can't even imagine living in the 1800s and just like telling someone who lives on the other side of the country about my day. And literally they read about it like two weeks later. (laughs) That's insane to me. Like it's crazy. I, I can't imagine like being excited for the mailman. I know. I dread the mail. I actually the dread it because brings nothing bills that I want. Just brings me bills and flyers, and mm-hmm. occasionally uh, a coupon. That yeah. Maybe I keep. Maybe I throw yeah. away. The the FedEx, UPS, and Amazon guy are my friends. I like those Not people. I like the parcel men. I I have nothing against the mailman. He just I doesn't do. bring a lot of good things into my life. Yeah. So I don't want him. I don't want him around. <laughs> Um, so going from two weeks to receive a message to, um, I guess the advent of the internet was the first time that we were able to really, you know, send messages quickly, um, Mm -hmm. through email and emails sent, you know, relatively quickly, but still there's a bit of turnaround time. Comparatively was instant. Yeah, exactly. Like it's no longer a two week delay, right? Mm Um, and then going from that to even more instantaneous, where we have everyone in our social network at our fingertips. Like if you want to find, if you want to find an old friend from high school, you can go search their name, figure out what social media platform they're on, find their Twitter handle, find their Facebook, um, find their LinkedIn, and you can send an is- uh-huh. instant message to them, and or find their email, send them an email, 
and you can connect with them within two days. Literally anyone mm -hmm. in your past. Anyone. Yeah. It's You'd pretty be a weirdo, but you could do it. Yeah, I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> but um, you can do it. It's pretty it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, and definitely having people at our fingertips all the time has definitely changed how we interact with people. Like, even think about back to our story about, you know, coming home from school. You just spent eight hours with all your, well, seven hours with all your friends. And then you come home and then you, you know, open up MSN Messenger and just start chatting away with people. Um, or, or Anto's first story about, you know, going on IRC and chatting with people from GameFAQs forums that he's never met before. Um, would you ever write a piece of mail to someone that you've never met before? Um, probably not. I mean, I think historically people did that. Like they had got like pen pals, right? Like, yeah, that's true. That was a thing. And like, those are people you never met before. It's like the, the OG chat room. Right. So your GameFAQs buddies were your, uh, key pal. Right. I guess. So I don't know that that's exactly the same. It's the same thing. It's that. the same thing. If pen pals were, were people that, you know, you didn't really know, right? And were just interested in, like, a similar hobby. Um, See, so you, like, your gaming yeah, buddies, sure. it's your key pal. Um, it's just, it's interesting to kind of reflect on how much has changed since we were kids. Because uh, we grew up without internet um, in the early days. And... Uh, I mean, we pretty much had... It in some form, our entire lives basically. Did we like I I when I was a kid like I didn't really have a laptop with or even a desktop with internet until I was probably like six available to me, and before that like we just didn't yeah even... fair enough. But before six like you're not really able to comprehend what's happening on there <laughs> That's anyway. True. That's true. Um. But yeah, like the timing kind of like just worked out, right? Like it did, because like the the World Wide Web came about, you know, early '90s. There was still like internet prior to that, um, but it was more like ARPANET and and stuff like that, right? Yeah, the Canary Network, um, all that which kind was of stuff. a lot more restricted, and you know, kind of like you had to be like on the backbone, like you know, like at the university. Yeah, like universities were hooked and up, and like military that. was hooked up, and that was about it. Mm -hmm. um, well, you want to end there? Do you have anything yeah, else I, to say? I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff about instant messaging and a lot of stuff that's not, <laughs> that's, instant, that's messaging. not instant messaging. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a trip down memory lane. I, I like the, the nostalgic trips down memory lane. I think it's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's nice to reflect uh, how far we've come. And I, I wouldn't want to be alive at any other time. I think it's so cool that we get to be like right on the cutting edge as stuff is being developed um, with the advent of the internet. I think that's just so cool. Um, yeah. All right, you can find additional info uh, about what we talked about on our episode at nicknacknerd.com. If you want to write in with stories or feedback, send us an email at hello at nicknacknerd.com. You can write to us on social media, uh, all those uh, places like Facebook, Twitter, um, at nicknacknerds. Uh, you can visit us on Patreon, patreon.com slash knickknacknerd. And that's it. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Greg. I'm Anthony. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.